0: 2018. This is the Hermetic Hour. I'm your host, Poke Runyon, and tonight we review the classic study on Renaissance magic by Dame Francis Yates, 1899-1981, and that's Giordano Bruno and the Hermetic Tradition, 1964. Now, this is a book that should be the cornerstone of any modern hermetic student's library. Although the Italian philosopher and magician Giordano Bruno, 1548-1600, is the main figure on which Dame Yeats centers her work, The book is, in fact, a broad study of Renaissance hermetic magic, evolving from its Italian origins in the late Middle Ages and on through to Bruno's exposition of its post-Copernican version. Hermetic humanists accepted Copernicus, but the Church refused to abandon the geocentric universe. Bruno, a Dominican monk, was burned at the stake. Many considered him a scientific martyr, but Yeats contends that his heresies were hermetic as well as scientific. So, if you would like to explore the life and beliefs of Giordano Bruno, join us for a hermetic renaissance fair. Well, we've had a number of requests to do a Hermetic Hour show in Giordano Bruno. Now, we've often mentioned Francis Yates' 1964 book, Giordano Bruno and the Hermetic Tradition, but we never did a review on this very important work. It remains, as I said above, the cornerstone of a modern Hermetic student's library. Dame Francis Yates was the Dean of London's Warburg Institute Scholars in the pre- and post-World War II recovery of the Renaissance Hermetic Magical Tradition. Amy Warburg of the German Jewish banking family was the patron of the Institute, which included German and British scholars and funded their work. A translation of Picatrix from the Arabic into German was one of their projects, parts of which we rendered into English in our journal, The Seventh Reich. Frances Yates followed her book on Bruno's Hermetic Beliefs with the Rosicrucian Enlightenment in 1972. Together with their book on Bruno, these two works are still considered the best and most comprehensive account of the Western esoteric tradition's development in the late Renaissance era under the Roman Church and the Protestant Reformation. As most of us recall, the Roman Church accepted Hermes Trismegistus's writings as pre christian until they were alleged to have been written after Christ's death in 1614. From that time onward, the Catholic world turned against Hermeticism, but the tradition continued to flourish in Europe and England. Giordano Bruno became something of an early Hermetic missionary. Some of his ideas were controversial even before Hermes fell out of favor with the Roman Church. Acquisition Accusations of heresy forced Bruno to leave Italy, where the hermetic magical tradition had first emerged with Lucino and Pico. He journeyed around Europe and England, teaching his magical memory methods and lecturing on cosmology. In those days, Latin was the universal language of scholars, so he could be understood wherever he lectured Finally, in 1592, he heard that the Inquisition was easing its grip, and he returned to his native Italy. This was a big mistake, because, as Monty Python warned us, no one expects the Inquisition. He was arrested for heresy, tried, convicted, and pressured to recant. But unlike Galileo, who did recant, he remained true to his beliefs. In 1600, he was tied upside down to a stake and burned alive. Now, there are several versions of what his heresy was. It is most often said that his affirmation of Copernican theory was the main complaint. Then it was alleged that he claimed the Son was God. Actually, it seems his most offensive position was his belief that the universe was infinite and the stars were suns, which probably had inhabited planets. Now, of course, this is a very modern view. We are looking for these inhabited planets, and the Pope now agrees that there may be some. But the hermetic aspect of the infinite universe is reflected in the notion that Wherever you are is the center of the universe, and this confirms the Hermetic concept of God existing in all of us. We are all, each of us, at the center of the universe, and thus we can truly say, as above, so below. Now, because Francis Yates uses Giordano Bruno as a as a focal. As a focal point in her book, uh, to uh, to expound on the on the development of the of the Hermetic uh, tradition from uh, from medieval Italy on up uh, in the, through, through the Renaissance, and uh, and because she uh, uh, she then picks up Bruno when he starts his actually when he starts his wanderings. Uh, let's, uh, let's 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 uh talk a little bit here about uh, about Bruno himself. Uh and uh he will read this, this very, very brief uh, introductory bio uh, you know, uh credit Wikipedia with it. Okay. Uh born Filippo Bruno in fifteen forty eight. Uh he was an Italian Dominican friar, a philosopher, mathematician, poet, and cosmological theorist. He is known for his cosmological theories, which conceptually extended the then-novel Copernican model. He proposed that the stars were distant suns surrounded by their own exoplanets, and raised the possibility that these planets could foster life of their own, the philosophical position known as cosmic pluralism. He also insisted that the universe is infinite and could have no celestial body at its center. Of course, they you know the church still clung to the geocentric theory, and uh, and and Copernicus, of course, shot that down. Now, starting in 1593, Bruno was tried for heresy by the Roman Inquisition on charges of denial of several core Catholic doctrines, including eternal damnation, the Trinity, the divinity of Christ, the virginity of Mary, the transubstantiation, uh, Bruno's pantheism was also a matter of grave concern, as was his teaching of the transmigration of souls. The Inquisition found him guilty, and he was burned at the stake in Rome's Campo de Florio in 1600. After his death, he gained considerable fame, being particularly celebrated by 19th and early 20th century commentators who regarded him as a martyr for science. Although historians have debated the extent Uh, to which his heresy trial was a response to his astronomical views or to other aspects of his philosophy and theology, Bruno's case is still considered a landmark in the history of free thought and the emerging sciences. In addition to cosmology, Bruno also wrote extensively on the art of memory, a loosely organized group of mnemonic techniques, principles. Historian Francis Yates argues that Bruno was deeply influenced by Arab astrology, particularly the philosophy of Averroes, Neoplatonism, Renaissance, Hermeticism, and uh, Genesis-like legends surrounding the Egyptian god Thoth. Other studies of Bruno have focused on the qualitative approach to mathematics and its application to the spatial concepts of geometry and language. Now, uh, let's discuss a little bit about his his memory his uh the art of memory was long considered even even before bruno as a magical uh, as as, as a, uh a magical subject an orator studied it and uh bruno came up with a with his own system of uh of memory enhancement and what he what he came up with uh, was the idea of of uh, creating a, an imaginary an imaginary building a palace, uh, and in a various chambers, and what you did was uh, you had parts of your lecture. If you want to memorize your lecture uh, or a lecture, you broke it down into sections delivered in each chamber of this of this building, and then you went in your imagination, you went into the building and went into the room where that particular part of the lecture was, uh, you know, uh, 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 resided, and you recited it, and then you went to the next one, and and the next. And uh, this this method uh, worked out very, very well. By the way, this method uh, was retained and carried on, in Masonry and those of you listening who are Masons are familiar with our middle chamber lecture and what have you, so you, you know that, that, that we owe this to Giordano Bruno uh, that that this, this particular uh this particular memory uh uh aid. In fact, it was magical. It 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 actually was a magical method. And and uh and when he when he left Italy, uh he went to, he he went to France and and he uh and he wrote a book on it and presented it to the King of France and, and uh and gained quite a, a bit of renown in this respect uh with his with his uh with his thoughts on memory. Now uh he went uh, Bruno something else I'd like to mention too uh about Bruno uh Bruno's uh various heresies. One of one of the things that he was criticized by the Inquisition for and now now remember, Bruno was a Dominican. And the Inquisition was a Dominican project. The the, 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 the church's Inquisition was, was actually operated by the Dominican order. So Bruno picked a wrong he picked the wrong order to, to uh to be a monk uh, to be a monkey and he uh and, and yet he, he remained a Dominican. And uh, and he wore a tonsure for a while but if you look at his uh, photograph of his portrait he's he's got a a, what what looks like a very contemporary kind of a longish hairstyle so obviously he let the tonsure go after he started doing his uh, doing his wandering Uh, he was a rather small individual he wasn't very very large Uh, now uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, uh the things about his um about his uh, heresy that I that, that I want to mention is that he he agreed with the with the Aryan Christians of uh of the first century. Now, when I say Aryan I don't mean A R Y A N. I'm not talking about the uh, uh about the racial uh, the racial Aryans. the the Aryan the Aryan Christian, uh, uh, the first century, were uh, were were a sect uh, that derived their name from 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 uh, the name of one of their one of their founders, Arius, and and they they did not believe in the divinity of Christ. They thought that Jesus was was, was a man, and and yes, he was a prophet, but but he was he was a man. They they rejected the idea that he was the son of God. And, and uh, or that he or that he was God or anything like that, and of course that that meant the Trinity also, uh, that, that he was a man and and, and a prophet, and uh, they had a similar view of Jesus as as uh, as Muhammad eventually came to, or at least. Uh, at least it is claimed that Muhammad eventually came to that. Perhaps that claim was made after Muhammad died, because Muhammad, as 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 most of us know, was originally a Christian. And and uh, anyway, um, the uh, uh, the Aryans believed that that he that he was that he was not uh, that he was not divine, and they didn't believe in the Virgin Birth. So, so, Bruno, being a being primarily a hermeticist, he kind of uh, uh went along with this and actually uh you know confirmed it and that of course was was a serious heresy and so that that added to some of his other some of his other beliefs now uh, he went from uh he went to France and as I said and he, and he, and he was he was lecturing on his memory system. And had a, wrote a book on it for the King of France, Henry III, and got several uh, awards and, and patronage from uh, from Henry. Uh, but he didn't stay in France. Uh, he went to Switzerland, and and he went to Switzerland and and got in with the Calvinists, with the Protestants. But uh, uh, he didn't get along with them, and they didn't get along with him either. So uh, then he said so he went to Germany for a while, and then from there. From there, he went to England. Uh, now, what uh, you know, Francis Yates primarily concerns herself with his with his English adventures, and uh, and you remember now in those days, in those days, as I said, Latin was the universal language of academics of the scholars, the scholars, and and uh, and the the uh, clerk, the clergy the church and, and and of course in those days most scholars were also members of the clergy. And that's as of course was uh you know was, was a was a problem with all this heresy stuff. You you know, um, at this point before we get into in into Bruno's uh, uh before we get into his um uh, his English adventures, uh we don't know whether he ever met John D. You know, some people think he did. He came awfully close to it anyway, because John D.'s house, John D.'s house was just down the river from from uh, from Oxford, and and uh, so a lot of people think that uh, that Bruno and D. got together. They may have, but, uh, but there's no proof of that. Anyway, um, what we what we should do is backtrack a little bit with Yates's Ye- book, and. Uh, and just just kind of see how she's done things here. And I'm going to read you the contents. I'm going to read you the contents of uh, of Naomi H.'s book here. Now, the first chapter is Hermes Trismegesis. The second chapter is Pacino's Pomander and the Asclepius. Those are both hermetic treatises, of course, that, that Pacino translated uh, from the Arabic and the, and the Greek uh 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 for uh, uh, for Cosmo de Medici and uh, the story goes that uh, he was working on Plato's Republic but then the 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 commander uh, Asclepius of Hermes came up and uh, Cosmo said oh that's more important stop stop doing Plato's Republic and do, and, and do Hermes for me. So uh, so Pacino shifted gears and, 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 and did the Hermetic treatises in preference to Plato. Now, the third chapter is Hermes Trismegistus and magic. And the fourth chapter is Ficino's natural magic. And the fifth chapter is Pico della Mirandola and the Kabbalistic magic. Now, Pico della Mirandola was, was another Italian Renaissance uh, uh the dog is going crazy, so so uh, I hope that's not interrupting. Uh, now Pico della Miranda was uh, was another uh, Italian Renaissance magician who uh, was was reading and uh, studying the Kabbalah, and and Pico uh, was one of the, one, of the, one of the people along with the Richland who was uh, considered responsible for creating the so-called Christian Kabbalah which ended up being the Rosicrucian crucian Now, the, uh, the, sixth, the sixth chapter is Pseudo-Dionysus and the Theology of a Christian Magus. And then the, the uh, seventh chapter is Cornelius, Cornelius Agrippa's Survey of Renaissance Magic. And by the way, that was an influence on Bruno. But Agrippa was definitely an influence on Bruno. And the eighth chapter is Renaissance Magic and Science, uh, the, the ninth is Against Magic, the, the Theological Objections, and then The Humanist Tradition, and then the tenth chapter is Religious Hermetism in the 16th century, and then the uh, the eleventh is Giordano Bruno's first visit to Paris, then Giordano Bruno in England, the Hermetic Reform, Giordano Bruno, the next chapter, uh, the uh, thirteenth is Giordano Bruno in England, the Hermetic Philosopher, and then... Uh, the 14th is Giordano Bruno and the Kabbalah, Giordano Bruno and the Hermetic enthusiast, and the Elizabethan, and and uh, the uh, the 16th is Giordano Bruno's second visit to Paris, and then the. Uh, then the 17th Giordano Bruno in Germany, Giordano Bruno's last published work, and Giordano Bruno's return to Italy, Giordano Bruno and the Tommaso, and, and Tommaso Campanella, who was another uh, Italian uh, uh, magician, who won the Warburg War, Writers uh, Walker, translated. And after Hermes Trismegistus was dated... That's uh, that's chapter 21. And chapter 22 is Hermes Trismegistus and the Flood Controversy. So you've got a complete picture here uh, without getting into the Rosicrucian movement, which she does in her next book. The book following, you might even call it the sequel uh, to Giordano Bruno and the Hermetic tradition, is the Rosicrucian Enlightenment. Which uh, Francis Yates—that uh, was the last book she she published before she passed on—and that came out in 1972. Uh, Giordano Bruno and Hermetic Tradition came out in 1964, and then the Rosicrucian Enlightenment, uh, which describes uh, you know Central European Rosicrucianism. That that comes as follows. And both these books, by the way, by Yates, should be on every the shelf of every every serious modern hermetic student should have both these books and you should study them. They are very, very important. I might also mention, and I'll mention it again as we get into it, actually read some selections Yeats has from it. There's another book uh, of Bruno. There's a book of Bruno's published um, by Bison Books, and this is the expulsion of the triumphant beast by Giordano Bruno, and we refer to this. And Yeats refers to this book uh, in her. And he, he published this book in Italian in while he was in England, but he published it in Italian. And uh, this this book is, is, is an exposition of his of his uh, Neoplatonic paganism. Now, uh, Bruno. Bruno was a very very self-possessed and one might say egotistical little fellow <laughs> and and so when he when he came to um, Oxford he introduced himself in a sort of a, a broadsheet or uh whatever he had a, an introduction that he passed around <laughs> And he described himself, in which he described himself. And I'm going to read this, and and, uh, it's a little bit Elizabethan, but I think you can get the, uh, I think the ego will come through. Jordanus, Brunus, Nolanus, doctor of a more abstruse theology, professor of a purer and more innocuous wisdom, noted in the best academies of Europe. An approved and honorably received philosopher, a stranger nowhere save amongst the barbarous and the ignoble, the waker of sleeping souls, tamer of presumptuous and reluctant ignorance, proclaimer of its general philanthropy, who does not ...choose out the Italian more than the Briton... ...the male more than the female... ...the migrant head more than the crowned head... ...the man in the toga more than the armed man... ...the cowl man more than... uh, ...the cowled man more than the man without the cowl... ...but him who is the more peaceable-minded... ...the more civilized, the more loyal... ...the more useful who regardeth not the anointed head, the forehead signed with the cross, the washed hands, the circumcised penis, but where the man may be known by his face, the culture of the mind and the soul, who is hated by the the uh, progenitors of foolishness and hypocrisy, but sought out, by the honest and the studious and whose genius the more noble applaud. Oh boy. Now now who could say no to somebody like that? I mean yeah really. That that uh, is, uh, uh that was how he introduced himself. Now let's, uh, let's dip into dip into into some of Bruno's uh, philosophy here. Uh where we're gonna we're gonna follow uh, Francis Yates here, uh, and uh, Bruno's paganism, and this is this is uh, from the expulsion of the triumphant beast, which is which is in Italian as is, is "spazio della bestia Triunfante, and that's the expulsion of the triumphant beast. I I, I don't know how how good my Italian is, or whether, uh, but anyway, okay, let, let's let's get into this a bit. The works in the form of dialogues are written in Italian, which Bruno published in England, and are usually classified as moral and philosophical. In the following pages, I hope to show that both Bruno's proposed moral reform and his philosophy are related to his hermetic religious mission, a mission in which Ficino's magic becomes Expanded into a projected full restoration of the magical religion of the pseudo Egyptians of the Asclepius. Since the full Egyptian character of Bruno's message comes out very clearly in one of the so called moral dialogues in, in, the, in the, 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 the Triumph of the triumphant beast, I shall discuss this first. Passing in the next chapter. Uh, to the so-called philosophical dialogue in which the message is translated into terms of the, of the Copernican philosophy. Now, the basic theme of Bruno's expulsion of the triumphant beast is the glorification of the magical religion of the Egyptians. Their worship was really the worship of God in things. Now, before I go any further into this, let me mention that Francis Yates has said in this book and elsewhere that the Asclepius of Hermes that Ficino translated is she calls it the stick of the dynamite behind Renaissance Neoplatonism. And and, that is, and if you've read the Asclepius, uh you'll know what she's talking about because because it is it is the most intensely magical and and uh, and well, and, and pagan, pagan and magical uh, uh, treatise that to, to come out of out of Alexandria back in the first century, and that's where all this got started. By the way, is Alexandria in the first century, and uh, and that's what the what they were. That's what the Arabs and the uh, and uh, the Italians were reviving. For diverse things represent diverse spirits and powers, which beyond the absolute being which they have, obtain a being communicated to all things according to their capacity and measure, which God as a whole, though not totally, but in some more and less excellently in all things. For Mars is more efficaciously in natural vestiges and modes of substance, in a viper or a scorpion, nay, even in an onion or garlic, than any inanimate picture or statue. And thus, one should think of Saul as being in a crocus, a daffodil, a sunflower, in the cock, in the lion, and thus one should conceive of each of the gods through each of the species grouped under the diverse genesis of the ends. And for as the divinity descends in a certain manner, in so much as it communicates itself to nature, so there is an ascent made to the divinity through nature. Thus, through the light which shines in natural things one mounts up to the life which presides over them. And in truth, I see how the wise men by these means had power to make familiar affable and domestic gods, which through the voices which came out of the statues yeah, you counsels, doctrines, divinations, as superhuman teachings. Let me digress here for a moment and say that this is carried through. You find this in Franz Bard carried, carried, carried through, and he gets it directly from uh, from, from uh, Bruno uh, via the uh, via the Isclavius. That's where it comes from. And the idea of fluid condensers and and, and all of this all of this derives from this. And uh, Randolph and Barton both got their food condenser ideas from this. Whence with magical and divine rites they ascend to the higher of the divinity by that same scale of nature by which the divinity descends to the smallest thing is by the communication of itself. But what seems to be most deplorable is that I see some senseless and foolish idolaters who no more imitate the excellence of the cult of Egypt than the shadow approximates to the nobility of the body. And who seek the divinity of which they know nothing in the excrements of the dead and inanimate things, and who, are not a, who not only mock at those divine and deep-seeing worshippers, but also at us, reckoning us to be no better than beasts. And what is worse, they triumph at seeing their foolish rites in such repute, whilst those of others are vanished and annulled. Let not this trouble you, Momus, said Isis, since fate has ordained the vicissitude of darkness and light. But the worst of it is, said Momus, that they hold it for for certain that they are in the light. And Isis replied that the darkness would not be darkness to them if they knew it. Those wise men, then, in order to obtain certain benefits and gifts from the gods, by means of a profound magic, made use of certain natural things in which the divinity was latent, and though which, and through which the divinity was able and willing to communicate itself for certain effects. Whence these ceremonies were not vain fancies, but living voices, which reached the very ears of the gods." Well, needless to say, this is based on the God-making passage in the Asclepius, explained as done by profound magic and as belonging to the magical religion of the Egyptians, which Bruno states that he prefers to any other religion. He further expands his view of the Egyptian religion in some later pages. This is Bruno again. Thus, Crocodiles, cocks, onions, and turnips were never worshipped for themselves, but the gods and the divinity in crocodiles, cocks, and other things, which divinity was, is, and will be found in diverse objects, insofar as they are mortal at certain times and places, successively and all at once, and that is to say the divinity, according as it. As it is nearer and familiar to these things, not the divinity as it is most high, absolute in itself, and without relation to the things produced. You see, then, how one simple divinity, which is in all things one fecund nature, mother and preserver of the universe, shines forth in diverse objects and takes diverse names. According as it communicates itself diversely, you see how one must ascend to this one by the participation in diverse gifts, for it would be in vain to attempt to catch water in a net or fish on a plate, and hence in the two bodies which are nearest to our globe and Divine Mother, the Sun, and the Moon. They conceive this is the life which informs things according to seven other reasons, distributing it to seven wandering stars, to which as the original principle and second cause, they reduce the differences in a species in each genus, saying of plants, animals, stones and influences and other things that these belong to Saturn and these to Jupiter, and these to Mars, and so on. And so, also, parts and members, colors, seals, characters, signs, images are distributed under seven species. Notwithstanding all this, they are not ignorant that one is the divinity, which is in all things, which is, as it diffuses and communicates itself in innumerable ways, so it has innumerable names, and by innumerable ways with reasons proper and appropriate to each one, it is to be sought, whilst with innumerable rights it is honored and cultivated, by which we seek to obtain innumerable kinds of favors from it. For this is needed with that wisdom and judgment, that art and industry and use of the intellectual light, which is revealed to the world uh, from the intelligible sun, sometimes more strongly, sometimes less strongly, which habit is called magia, and this, that when it is directed to supernatural principles is divine, and when towards the contemplation of nature and scrutiny of her secrets, it is called natural and it is called middle or mathematical as it consists in reasons and acts of the soul, which is on the horizon between corporal, spiritual... and intellectual. And to return to our purposes, said Isis to Mombas, the stupid and the senseless idolaters had no reason to laugh at the magic and divine cult of the Egyptians, who, in all things and in all effects, according to the pop frapper reasons of each, contemplated the divinity and knew how for the species which are in the womb of nature to receive these benefits, which they desired from her. For as she gives fish to the sea and rivers, deserts to wild animals, metals to the mines, fruits to the trees, so they give certain lots, virtues, fortunes, and impressions to certain parts of certain animals, beasts, and plants, and hence the divinity in the sea, which is called Neptune, and the sun Apollo, and in the Earth's Cersei, and in the desert's Diana, and diversely in all other species which, like diverse ideas, were diverse divinities in nature. All of, all of which referred to one deity of deities, and a fountain of the ideas above nature. Now what is Giordano Berner saying here? It is quite simple. He is taking Renaissance magic back to its pagan source, abandoning the feeble efforts of Ficino to do a little harmless magic whilst disguising its main source in the Asclepius, utterly flouting the religious hermetists who tried to have a Christian hermetism without the Asclepius, proclaiming himself a full Egyptian, who, like Celsus and his anti-Christian arguments quoted by by Origen, deplores the destruction of the Christians, of the worship of the natural gods of Greece, and of the religion of the Egyptians, through which they approach the divine ideas, the intelligible sun. The one of Neoplatonism, and hence he can quote in full the lament from the Asclepius and translating its moving cadences into Italian. And uh, I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna read the Italian. So let's let's skip over. Let's skip over that. Um, the marvelous magical religion of the Egyptians will return. Their moral laws will replace the chaos of the present age. The prophecy of the lament will be fulfilled. And the sign in heaven proclaiming the return of Egyptian light to dispel the present darkness was, and we shall see in the next chapter, the, the, the Copernican sun. The Pacinian Neo-Platonizing of the Asclepius magic is very clear in some passages quoted above, particularly in the use of the word reasons for the basic stellar influences, which recalls the opening of the day De Vita Colitis Compromata. There is also an influence of Cornelius Agrippa in the classification of Masia into divine or supernatural, middle or mathematical and natural. To know more of, for example, the colors, seals, character signs, images belonging to the seven planets, the reader should naturally turn to Agrippa's useful book. Bruno's Egyptianism is thus that of a complete modern magus deriving ultimately from Pacino, but having passed through the Agrippa stage. And Bruno openly proclaims his Egyptianism as a religion. It is the good religion which is overwhelmed in darkness when the Christians destroyed it. it by statutes, substantiated worship of dead things, foolish rites, had moral behavior and constant wars, uh, for the Egyptian natural religion with its Neoplatonic basis and the Egyptian good moral laws, Mercurio Exilio Sapientio, is for Bruno the name of the divine wisdom itself. And the portion the, uh, of the triumphant beast outlines the coming religion and the moral reform. The peculiarity of the reform in the explosion is that it begins in the heavens. It is the images of the constellations of the zodiac and of the northern and southern constellations which are reformed or cleansed through a council of the planetary gods which is summoned by Jupiter for the purpose. Amongst the speakers in this celestial council conducting the celestial reform are the divine Sophia, Isis, and Mumus. The idea of a reform beginning in the heavens with its rearranging or cleansing of the celestial images once the lower world is reformed through the reform of the celestial influences upon it might have been have been suggested to Bruno by a hermetic treatise, not one of the familiar ones in the Corpus Hermeticum, but one of those preserved by Stobaeus in his his anthology. It is the treatise known as the Cori Cosmu, or Daughter or Virgin of the World, or... In Patrizzi's Latin translation as the Minerva Mundi, it is in the form of a dialogue between Isis and her son Horus, in which Momus is the one of the spe- in which Momus is one of the speakers. Isis begins by describing the creation, an early stage of which is the arrangement of the celestial images on which all things flow depend. The things of the lower world are were then created, but this lower nature was unsatisfactory. God, therefore, decided to create man, so he called an assembly of the gods who offered to help. And each planetary god giving man his distinctive, his distinctive gifts. But things still went bad, went from bad to worse, and God again invoked the gods in, uh, in an assembly. And just as Jupiter convokes the gods in Bruno's uh, expulsion uh, to conduct a reform, ignorance which had reigned supreme was driven out. The pollution of the elements was cleansed, and they received a second, and a second influx of the divine nature. The treatise ends with the praise of Isis and Osiris who have put an end to slaughter and have restored justice who having learned from Hermes that things below must be kept in sympathy with things above have instituted on earth the sacred functions vertically linked with the mysteries of the heavens. This treatise is very obscure and I have picked out of it Only certain points for comparison with Bruno's uh, expulsion, in which that divine Sophia, Isis, Momus, but not Horus, are among the speakers concerned with the convoking of an assembly of the gods uh, to reform themselves uh, in the celestial images, which there is to come a general reform of mankind involving a return to the Egyptian religion and ethics. There is further a curious vein of uh, Lucianic familiarity in the treatment of the gods in the Hermetic treatise. Lomas is a character used by Lucian, which is also typical um, in the expulsion. The Quarry Cosmo was first published in 1591, grouped with four other hermetic writings and with a Latin translation by, uh, by Patrici. If Bruno knew it before 1584, the date of the publication of the, of the expulsion, he must therefore have known it either through manuscript translations circulating amongst the hermetists, or he must have read it in the original Greek of, 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 of Stobaeus. Now, I will read um, I'll read Bruno's version of it here. Up, up, ye gods, and remove from heaven all these specters, statues, figures, images, pictures, histories of our avarice, lusts, thefts, hatreds, contempts, and shames. May this dark and gloomy night of our errors pass away, for the dawn of a new day of justice invites us, and let us place ourselves in such a manner that the rising sun does not disclose our uncleanness. We must purify ourselves and make ourselves beautiful. We must place Ourselves, I say, first in the intellectual heaven which is within us, and then in the sensible and corporal. Heaven, which presents itself to our eyes. Let us remove from the heaven of our minds the bear of deformity, the arrow of detraction, the horse of liberty, the dog of murmuring, the little dog of flattery. Let us banish the Hercules of violence, the liar of conspiracy, the triangle of impiety, the boots of inconsistency, the the Sisyphus of cruelty, and may the dragon of envy be far from us, and the swan of impudence, and the Cassiopeia of vanity, and the Andromeda of laziness, the Perseus of pain and anxiety. Let us chase away the Ophiuchus of evil-speaking, the eagle of arrogance, the dolphin of lust, the horse of impatience, the hydra of 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 concupis, of concupis, Let us Far from us the sustenance of gluttony, the Orion of ferocity, the river of superfluities, the gorgon of ignorance, the hair of timidity. Let us no longer carry in our breast the argo of 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 avarice, the cup of insobriety, the balance of iniquity, the cancer of slowness, the Capricorn of deception. Let us not, the Scorpio of fraud, come near us, nor the centaur of animal affection, the altar of supernatural superstition, the crown of pride, the fish of unworthy science, silence. May the twins of indecent familiarity fall with them, and the bull of the of the concern of mean things, and the ram of inconsiderateness, and the lion of purity, the Aquarius of dissoluteness, the virgin of fruitless conversation, and the Sagittarius of abstraction. Well, <laughs> uh, if all I got to say on that one is, is, is if Jesus and if Jesus purged all the pirates and Mary Magdalene, good Lord, you know, Bruno's just purged the whole zodiac. But <laughs> any well, that that uh, of course encourages us to get and read. The Expulsion of the Triumphant Beast, which is translated and edited by Arthur D. Emerti in uh, University of Nebraska Press, and it came out in 1964, and it is available. The first Bison book printing was 1992. And you can get it just like you can, just like you can, uh, you can get uh, Giordano Bruno and the Hermetic Tradition still in print and still available. And I strongly recommend uh, uh, Giordano Bruno and the Hermetic Tradition by Francis Yates. That is, as you can imagine, a very, very, very enlightening read. But along with that. Be sure and 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 get uh, uh, the Rescursion, uh enlightenment, by Francis Yates, shades, and, and then then you'll have a you'll have a complete ground on the, on the Hermetic tradition. And like I said, this 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 is uh, this is all all of this that, that that we read that Bruno was 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 recasting. All of this was written by Neoplatonic. And with, with a certain amount of Gnostic inclusion, Neoplatonic and Gnostic philosophers uh, writing writing under the name of Hermes Trismegistus back in first century Alexandria, and, and during the during the during the last days of the class classical neo- paganism. and and the Hermetic the Hermetic tradition was was classical paganism's last. Last attempt to preserve its philosophies, and uh, Giordano Bruno, uh, you know, it, it is, is is a marvelous resource, and, and also, you know, for cosmology, Macrobius, uh, so and Macrobius goes right along with this, so uh definitely i hope that we have i hope that we've stimulated your your minds and and, and opened uh some vistas and at all with tonight's discussion and and i as i say i hope you'll uh, be encouraged to to get them study these these works and uh we'll see you next week with another with another uh, uh hermetic hour uh, dissertation into the world of, of hermetic magic. And until then, good good night and good magic.